This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't have many announcements for us this morning other than to say it's good to see those of you who are here. Um, Christopher, Kim, and I were kind of talking before the worship service, and I said even when I worked at AIG these last two weeks of August, it was hard to get anybody on the phone. So it is a gift to see you all this morning. Um, A friendly reminder, there will be coffee hour over in the garden room and garden after worship this morning. Uh, If you could come and join us for a cup of coffee and some treats. Um, We have pew pads on the center aisles. If you would sign the pew pad and let us know uh, that you are here, we would be greatly appreciative of it. Um, So it's good to see everybody. Would you please join me uh, by rising and saying the call to worship. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Come, let us cry out to the Lord. may be seated. As our dear Lord binds our hearts to Jesus, let us gather in the presence of our comforter and pray. We are prone to wander, loving God, yet you pursue us always, no matter where we roam, gently inviting us back into your fold, you who are our only fount of blessing. 
This day as every day, envelop us in your streams of mercy. Surround us with your songs of love. Rescue us from every peril. Redeem us from every debt. And Holy One, receive from us the words Jesus gave us, which soar to the heavens, expressing our every need, as we say to you boldly, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are all in need of God's forgiveness. And yet no one may condemn us. For Christ Jesus, who died and more than that was raised to life, is at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us before God. Let us therefore boldly venture to the throne of grace as we confess together. Merciful God, you give us the words to say when we pray to you. You encourage us to pray without ceasing for all we desire. You answer our prayers according to your time and purpose in ways expected and unexpected. Yet we fail so often to share what is on our hearts. We neglect so often to speak to you as a parent. We refuse so often to pray on behalf of our enemies, to pray for strangers. Forgive us for the ways and reasons we choose not to be in communion with you. Remind us to turn to you when we need help, when we need nothing at all. Grant that we might listen to, that we might watch for, your reply, and enable us to receive your response. Hear us now, our holy God, as we offer our prayers to you. Amen. Friends, our God glories in our confession, rejoices in our desire to be restored in our relationship with God and our neighbor. Believe that in Jesus Christ, our rock and our redeemer, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. And in that forgiveness, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To this peace, we were called as members of one body. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us greet one another in the name of Jesus.
please be seated. And if we have any children who'd like to come forward this morning, we'll have the children's message. And if you're not feeling up for it, it's okay. All right. So even though we label these children's messages, they're really for all of us. So if everybody could attend their ears to us, that would be great. Do you all want to sit right here? Perfect. However you're comfortable. Today's worship service is all about prayer. And the reason for that is so often we need reminders to pray or to be taught of new ways to pray. So did you know, even though I'm an adult, that I have a coach? Would you believe that? You ever have a soccer coach? Maybe? Or ballet coach? Well, I have a coach, and whenever we meet, she has us light a candle and put it somewhere where we can see it while we talk so we remember that God is with us. And so we begin by lighting a candle and then saying a prayer. Sometimes when people don't know what to say for a prayer, they can use tools, like a prayer die. And as simple as a prayer die sounds, these prayers are amazing. Will you roll this for me? Will one of you just roll this? You can just throw it on the ground, and we'll see what happens. Perfect. Harriet rolled for us a prayer that says, Dear God, thank you for my loved ones and for choosing me from all others to love and care for them. Fill me with your spirit to share your warmth and love with my dear ones and bless them with your joy, peace, and grace. May we come someday as one family to live with you forever in heaven. Amen. And that's why I say to the adults, too, if you ever need help for prayers, we have lots of tools that can be used. Now, one time, I was traveling far away to a place called Greece, and I noticed that all these people were swinging these beads around with a little cross at the end. And it was called a prayer bead or a prayer cross, and they would just flip it. And by flipping it, they'd remember to say prayers to God all throughout the day. And you'll see people all around the country holding something so simple and yet so powerful. Or if you're ever fidgety or have a fidgety child, you can give them a worry stone. Have any of you ever seen a worry stone? I would hope so. Maybe not. Anybody? Raise your hands. There's a couple. A fidget stone or a worry stone is just a simple, smooth stone that you can keep in your pocket. And it has a groove for your thumb. And while you rub it, you can pray to God in any way, shape, or form that you want to. Or a friend of ours named Scrip Gonzalez, as many of you know who Scrip is, she made these beautiful, beautiful flowers, and she put scripture on every one of them. In fact, this is in Connor's office. If you ever want to swing by and grab a piece of scripture, this one says John 4, 8, God is love. And it's simple to remind us that God is love, and we can remember that all day. Another way for adults and children are prayer cards. We do a blessing of the animals here, and we give out prayer cards that you can keep in your pocket. Blessed are you, Lord God, maker of all living creatures, you call forth fish in the sea, birds in the air, and animals on the, on the land. Well, anyway, there are tons and tons of ways to pray. And if ever you have a question about prayer, please feel free to call one of the pastors. 
we will happily share lots of different ways to pray with you all. And for this, Harriet actually knows what I'm about to do, whether she knows it or not. We are going to finish with a prayer that we say at the Brick Church School every single Wednesday. That's all right. It's a repeat-after-me prayer. But before we say the repeat-after-me prayer, we ask the children of a particular class what they might want to pray for today. Do any of the three of you have something we might want to pray for today? Peace. Oh, we can all use a whole lot of peace. All right, so would everybody in this congregation clasp your hands, close your eyes, bow your heads, and repeat after me. We thank you, God, for family and friends. We thank you, God, for this time together to sing and to pray. We thank you, God, for peace. Help us to remember to share your love. Amen. Thank you all for being so brave. If you could return to your seat, that would be great. Thanks for coming up.
In today's short subsection of prayer, Jesus revealed the fatherhood of God to his disciples and, in doing so, defined what sense it is appropriate to think of God as father. In an environment in which father wielded such, such far-reaching, coercive power, it was important that the fatherhood of God be qualified in terms of generosity, compassion, care, and faithful activity on behalf of God's children. Please pray with me. Almighty God, in you are hidden all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your world. And give us grace to the way we clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear now these words from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sin. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answered from him, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up, and I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give anything because he is a friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receive, and everyone who search, find. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Today's sermon is all about prayer. So please settle in and let's learn together. Peter Annette once said that those who pray persistently are like sailors who have cast anchor on a rock. As they pull on the anchor, they think they are pulling the rock to themselves, but they are really pulling themselves to the rock. Today's scripture lesson is urging us to pray fervently. <clears throat> 
to be persistent in our prayers, and to enter into prayer in the morning and in the evening. To pray before anything that we do, to pray during it and after it, because God hears our cries. He listens to us, and the more we ask, the more he provides for us. But not in a vending machine sense of giving, where the more we ask, the more material goods we receive, but that the more we ask, or the more we enter into conversation with God, to seek God, the more we begin to live in a wholehearted way of living. The more we pray, the closer we become to God, and the more we strive toward God, the godlier we become. This godlier is not in the sense of power, but rather in knowledge, wisdom, love, devotion, care, hospitality, and all of the other beatitudes we have learned before. So today, I'm going to share a prayer with you, one that I have shared from this pulpit once before, and that I have taught in many of my confirmation classes. It's a prayer that I use to address God, in particular this triune God of ours, nearly every morning when waking up. It is a prayer that sets my day in the light and in the life of Christ. It binds or rebinds me to God. This prayer helps me get into the mindset of God's will on this earth. Rather, the prayer centers me, opens my heart toward God, and helps remind me of the gift of each new day and what I am called to do with that new day. The daily prayer goes a little something like this, so why don't you all please join your hearts with mine in prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day, for all that you have given me and for all that I have been blessed with. Lord, fill me with the gift of the Holy Spirit and control my actions and reactions today and every day. Lord, help me to be kind to everyone. Help me to be patient. Help me to be more loving. Help me to hear what you want me to hear and to see what you want me to see. And Lord God, guide me to do what you want me to do. Please help your will be my will. I ask all of these things in your wonderful Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. This prayer is certainly not the Lord's Prayer that was in today's scripture lesson, but in many ways it reflects what Jesus was teaching his disciples. It is a fervent and daily prayer, and it is something that has developed within me over the many years that I've been a Christian. It is in my bones. It is in my heart. It is in my DNA now. It is a routine with which I start my day, and if there is ever a time I miss saying it, a void is left within me during that day. The Reverend Dr. Charles Reeb says that effective prayer is a continual connection to God. And if you look close at today's reading, you will also notice Jesus telling us that effective prayer is not about what we get from God, but what we receive from God. There is a big difference. For oftentimes what we want from God and what we receive from God are two very different things. 
So as I thought and reflected on prayer for us, I looked to scripture. And what I found in our Bible should be of no surprise. In it, I rediscovered that scripture contains passages that tell us God hears our prayers and sometimes does not. And it provides countless examples of prayers for forgiveness, praise, thanksgiving, asking, listening, and requesting confirmation. Many times we find in scripture that prayer is affiliated with waiting, or the opposite, taking action. We have examples of when to pray, such as seasons, times of day, days of the week, holidays, troubled times, good times, and on and on. There are stories of unanswered prayers as well as there are stories of answered prayers as well as seemingly unanswered prayers. There are reminders for us to never assume that the answer of any prayer is the same as another. There were directives to pray to God and to pray in Jesus' name, and even Jesus prayed. People prayed out loud and they prayed silently while others fasted and prayed. Some people seemed to command or demand God while others used great verbose repetition. Friends, this is a friendly reminder that our hymnal is another great place to find examples of prayer. In the topical index, there are eight hymns listed under the topic alone and countless others that incorporate prayer and that are prayer. In fact, a sung hymn in and of itself is a form of prayer and communication with God. One of these hymns that is a beautiful prayer is number 390, O Savior, in this quiet place. It's the hymn that we just most recently sang. And so I thought I would read these words written by Fred Pratt Green for all of us again so that you hear them in a different light. O Savior in this quiet place, where anyone may kneel, I also come to ask for grace, believing you can heal. If pain of body, stress of mind, destroys my inward peace, in prayer for others may I find the secret of release. If self upon it sickness feeds and turns my life to gall, let me not brood upon my needs, but simply tell you all. You never said you ask too much to any troubled soul. I long to feel your healing touch. Will you not make me whole? But if the thing I most desire is not your way for me, may faith, when tested in the fire, prove its integrity. Of all my prayers, may this be chief, till faith is fully grown. Lord, disbelieve my unbelief and claim me as your own. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could pray this elegantly myself, but I know that God receives my prayers anyway, made up of broken utterances just as much as he receives this hymn made up of graceful poetry. One blogger that I used to try and follow is a gentleman named Mike McGarghu, better known as Science Mike. He is an author, podcaster, and speaker focused on the science 
behind spiritual experiences. Mike lost his faith via atheism as an adult, but rediscovered God in cosmology and neuroscience, a journey that led to his life's mission, helping people reconcile their faith with modern science. In one of his blogs, the Doubt series on belief, he walks his readers through his axioms of faith. He says that an axiom is a premise so evident as to be accepted as true without controversy. And his axiom on prayer is that prayer is at least. Prayer is at least a form of meditation that encourages the development of healthy brain tissue, lower stress, and can connect us to God. And he says that even if that is a comprehensive definition of prayer, the health and psychological benefits of prayer justify the discipline. It's that simple. We all need to pray more. And today, as we are all encouraged to pray more, I will revisit a message that I gave when I was a chaplain at a hospital and seminary. It was a message that was for people of all different faith backgrounds. The message was written to encourage the patients to pray or to try praying, because so often in the hospital, patients were happy to have me pray with and for them, but they did not feel comfortable praying on their own. This concept or message about prayer came to me while I was watching the movie Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot is a movie and is now a musical that was performed on Broadway and it takes place in England. It is about an 11-year-old boy growing up in a blue-collar mining town in northern England. The town that Billy lives in is facing a financial crisis because the major union there, which his father and brother are both a part of, is on strike. At this time, Billy is being raised to be a boxer. However, he realizes that he does not want to be a boxer, but rather that he loves to dance. Against some angst from his family, as well as others, Billy continues to dance. His instructor takes notice of how great he is at dancing, and she recommends that he try out at the Distinguished School of Ballet in London. His loving father, brother, and grandma all end up supporting him. Their love and desire for Billy are seen when they give everything that they own up for him to have a chance to try out at the school. So his father and he get on a bus and they head to London to the prestigious Royal Ballet School. And then at the end of his tryouts, <clears throat> As Billy and his father head for the door to leave, both are left with the feeling that these two blue-collar people do not belong to these tryouts. They don't belong with these people at all. Yet one of the judges asks Billy one last question. She says, Just one last question can I ask you, Billy? What does it feel like when you're dancing? Silence. 
disappointment starts to grow on the judge's faces. Then Billy breaks the silence with his answer and says, don't know, sort of feels good, sort of stiff in that, but once I get going, then I like forget everything and sort of disappear, sort of disappear. Like I feel a change in my whole body. I've got this fire in my body. I'm just there, flying, like a bird, like electricity. Yeah, like electricity. The movie ends with Billy going on to be a brilliant professional dancer. But I think the most important part of the movie was Billy's answer to the one last question. I shared this story in the hospital back as a chaplain in seminary and I share it with you all now because I believe that Billy's response about dancing is how prayer can feel for some people if we really work at it. Prayer takes practice and anyone can try and the more one tries, the more engaging it feels. There may be times we feel like we don't know how to pray, but that's okay. We just need to try anyway. So pray to God. Remember who it is you are praying to. Don't treat him like a vending machine who dispenses material goods for us. Rather, continue to build your relationship with him and thereby live a freer life, which in turn will help you to live a happier and healthier life. Let his will be your will each and every day. Engage God. Listen to God. As today's scripture says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have heard the word proclaimed. Let us stand and affirm what we believe. This day, using these words from the Westminster Confession, of 1646. God, the great creator of all things, upholds, directs, disposes, and governs all creatures, actions, and things from the greatest even to the least. God exercises this most wise and holy providence according to God's infallible foreknowledge and the free and unchangeable counsel of God's own will, to the praise of the glory of God's wisdom, power, justice, goodness, and mercy.
may be seated. This morning, as we turn our whole selves to God in prayer, let us be mindful of the people of California and Mexico as the storms approach that threaten to do so much damage. We continue to pray for the people of Maui in their grief and struggle as they seek to live each day as it comes. Pray for the people of Ukraine, the continued pain and suffering there. We pray for them. And we pray also for the migrants who are seeking a better life, so many who are lost at sea in ways that we cannot imagine and sometimes don't even hear about. It happens every day. So we pray for them and all who are seeking a better life. As we consider these prayer requests, let us remember the Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Beloved God, we turn to you in this quiet place with hearts and minds in need of peace. We carry within us deeply entrenched concerns and long battled worries, which only serve to inflame our fear. We forget so often that you want us to be still, to turn to you, to use our words and speak so you may hear the troubles that hinder us from remembering you and your gracious acts throughout the history of the world. Meet us where we are, dear Lord, but grant that we not remain there. Fill us with your transforming grace so we might leave this sanctuary and enter the world refreshed and made new, so we might show all whom we meet there is another way, the way to perfect love. And spirit of wisdom, be at work in our world this day. Heal those whose minds and bodies are broken. Restore those whose hope is shattered. Comfort those who, whose futures seem bleak. Guide those in positions of power so they may govern wisely with compassion, with foresight, with truth. Reveal to us your will for ourselves, our church, our community, our nation, our world. Remind us, Savior of all, that we are one family around our globe because we are each created individually by you. We offer these prayers and so many more in your name, the name which soars above all else. Amen.
The time of offering in a worship service is a time for us to offer anything of our lives back to God. And so use this as a time of prayer. If you're putting something into the offering plate, pray over it before you put it there. Ask God that God does the best that God can do with that money. Or pray and seek this week to understand what God wants to, for you to offer of him. Please be seated.
Let us pray. God, our creator, God, our savior, God, our comforter, thank you for all the good that you give us, the food that sustains us, the shelter that houses us, the friends and family who love us. Take these, our own gratefully given gifts, and bless them for your beloved children here in our community, here in our country, here in our world. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. seated. Go forth into the world with justice, compassion, and grace in your heart. Give voice to the silent. Give strength to the weak. Hear one another. Honor one another. Care for one another. See one another. And love one another. It's all that easy, and it's all that hard. Go in peace. Alleluia. Amen.